0: In every generation, there are the chosen ones. The fanboys, the observers, the keepers of useless trivia. They alone must stand against the forces of television drama tropes. They are continuous play.
1: Oh, come on, stake through the heart, a little sunlight. It's like falling off a log.
0: Welcome to Continuous Play's The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. Don't make fun. i worked work long and hard to get this promise. And Jay Newcastle. Just because
2: this is never going to work, there's no need to be negative.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.
1: Welcome to The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 7, Revelations, written by Douglas Petrie. As in Petrie Dish. A new watcher, Miss Gwendolyn Post, arrives with three purposes. One, to take charge of faith. Two, to review Giles and Buffy for the council. And three, inform the group that a demon called Lagos is in Sunnydale looking for the glove of Minigun, a big gauntlet that gives the wearer some hardcore magic powers. Angel, of course, is still recovering from his time spent in hell, and Buffy is helping him heal. But, But she's troubled by her continued love for him and, of course, the fact that she's still keeping his return a secret. Xander and Willow give in for a second time in the library, but quickly hurry to try to build distance between each other. Things get out of hand, though, when Xander, who was sent on an errand looking for the glove in a graveyard, sees Buffy and Angel embracing. The group stages an intervention of sorts, which puts Buffy on the outs with everyone, especially Giles, who feels incredibly insulted by her actions. As it turns out, Gwendolyn Post is not what she seems. After she learns that Angel has recovered the glove, she knocks Giles out. Xander and Faith discover him, and Faith concludes it's got to be Angel's work in spite of Xander's protest. Post turns out to be a renegade evil watcher who's trying to take the glove for herself. She convinces Faith that Angel and Buffy are working together for the bad side, and an enormous fight breaks out between our two slayers. Post manages to get the glove on, but Buffy's able to cut it off of her arm, and she's killed by the power released. And now the big secret's out, Brian. The cat's out of the bag. That's the episode summary for Revelations. It is a bunch of revelations in this one, man. It's the theme: you, your secrets will catch up with you, friends. I mean, that's just the truth.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting episode, and it's not, uh, you know. Having a new watcher coming to town, I think we we've been waiting for that for faith since, you know, hers was killed by Kukistos. Uh we've been waiting to see when that would happen. Here it is. Gwendolyn Post, what are your initial thoughts, Jay, on Gwendolyn Post? You know, my thoughts on her, man, is she is like an evil Mary
1: Poppins. I think Faith even calls her Mary Poppins at one point in this. I mean, she's so British and so proper. And I'm going to tell you, Brian, you know, I work at a university. So I'm around the academic setting a lot. And I'm not a professor, but I've worked with a lot of them. And I want to tell you, I've seen professors cut into each other the way she cuts into Giles here. She completely, completely disavows him in front of those two slayers. Just calls into account his whole academic repertoire and the way he does things and stuff. And I mean, he that's one reason he gets so pissed at Buffy is he's on edge the whole episode because she is on his case in a big way.
2: Yeah, I it makes you think is Giles like just some exception to the rule with these watchers? Because everyone that we seem to come across are just a bunch of arrogant pricks, except for Giles. What's up with that?
1: Well, I mean, Merrick was pretty much a creepy, you know, um, Giles-molesting <laughs> idiot, and in the movie at least. And Giles is sort of different. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is different. I have another thing. The, the Watchers Council needs to discover the internet in 1998, Brian. Yeah. They, they need to let people know when they got a Watcher that's, you know, rogue. Well, like we said in the summary, she's rogue. Like She, you know, gets kicked out of the council a couple of years before for giving into the dark magic and stuff like that. So this was all a ruse for her. But like you, the council needs to let that be known that if you bump into Gwendolyn Post, she's no longer working for the Or Association. She's not in the union. I mean, they didn't get on a memo anywhere.
2: Well, you get the feeling that Giles is kind of out of the loop with the Watchers. Uh, the, you know, the whole retreat thing for Faith's Watcher, he never got the invite, never has been invited. You get the feeling that he's kind of... Uh, on the outs, cause maybe because he's in the mix of things, so I guess I can understand that he wouldn't have known. They may have told everyone else but him.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just think they're kind of playing fast and loose with the, what the Watchers Council is, and they... They seem to create these little holes with it. They, the one guy who's on the front lines, I mean, you think you know he's on the front lines, maybe that's why he didn't get information. I would think that would be the guy who would need all of the information. You would make it a point to get him the info. That's like, you know, not giving your quarterback the playbook for the week. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So I, I, think, I just think they create these little holes and just hope we don't notice them. But clearly they're there. But, you know, you asked me what I thought of Gwendolyn Post. I thought she was a real stick in the mud. (laughs) But I think that's what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be this complete contrast to Faith. Because you see how Giles and Buffy work together. And that's kind of calling the question here, too. But they have a rapport with one another. Faith doesn't really have a rapport with anybody but Faith. You know, and that's another sort of underlying theme of this is that Faith doesn't trust anyone. She sort of drops that that the only person she'll ever trust is herself. And that's important to know about Faith.
2: Yeah, and she makes that very clear to Buffy at the end of this episode too when Buffy comes and says, "You know, I'm here to help and and I'll do whatever you need and I, I I'm on your side." Faith basically says, "You know, the only one on my side is me and you know, everyone else, you know, get out of my way. Don't don't piss me off." So, yeah. Well, i i think it's a good character development for faith here you know we get you know things like uh she's not too keen on having a watcher again i think she likes you know we get we've established that she likes to be on her own uh do her own thing she knows what her duty is she doesn't need someone telling her what her duty is and and uh but she also kind of takes to to Gwendolyn uh, throughout this episode as well. She likes the fact that someone's there to try and train her uh, because she likes to fight. So training is something she enjoys and uh, she kind of takes to, to Gwendolyn throughout this episode, even though she's got that uh, loner personality, it's kind of like she was waiting for another father slash mother figure to come into her life.
1: Well, I think you've hit on something there. I don't know that she takes so much to training Brian as much as I think faith Wants attention because she so is starved for it. She doesn't get any of it. I mean, she really doesn't. That fuels a lot of her personality. We've already kind of set up. She's sort of this sex kitten, and you know, this is a very sexual thing for her to be a slayer and all this kind of stuff. But she doesn't have anybody bridling her in. She doesn't have anybody guiding her. And in in some ways, that's attractive to somebody like Buffy. It's like this is a total free spirit. But on the other hand, Buffy also sees through it that this is obviously somebody who needs a friend who doesn't know how to ask for one, who doesn't know how to do that. For all of Faith's skills, She doesn't know how to relate to other people. Like she's so desensitized to all of it because of what's happened to her and where she's been and what she does and what she is as a Slayer, that she doesn't let any of it in. She doesn't have friends. Yeah, you know, she she's never had one, and she doesn't know how to deal with that. I kind of like that. It gives her
2: real layers. I agree, and I like the fact that um, with Buffy, she's actually she she has something in common with her, and so she's trying to kind of be that that girlfriend, that friend. She's telling all Buffy all about her past love lives at one point but then when she thinks that she's breaking through on her then Buffy shuts down and won't tell her anything about Angel at all you know she won't let her ask any questions or anything like that so I think it's interesting you see Faith actually trying to reach out and form a bond with someone but then feeling like she keeps getting pushed back
1: yeah and every time she gets a piece of information she acts on it and it turns out to be wrong In some way particularly in this she thinks she has got it figured out that the angels are doing the killing and that he's a you know him and Gwendolyn poster in the middle of a fight when she shows up at his mansion and he's in full vamp face and I mean she's like oh I'm so gonna kill you you know as you're attacking my watcher and as it turns out of course she's wrong and when she realizes that she doesn't really know how to say I'm sorry or accept it you know that that's that's a hard thing for faith
2: yeah, I agree. And it is. It's very difficult for her, too. And, you know, she she's out there for a couple of things. You know, she sinks back into her loneliness, lonely shell a lot, and, and she'll continue to do that. But when she does, all she wants to do is go out and fight. I mean, that's what she wants. And when Xander gives her a reason to go after Angel, she's all in. She's going, right? And it's interesting. I, I like this about her, her character. And even though she's trying to form a bond with Buffy, you, when she sees Buffy attacking her watcher, she then goes after Buffy and, and has no qualm about fighting with her friend or supposed friend. You know, it, it, Faith has really helped along in this episode a lot, I think, with her character development. She's only been in bits and pieces of the last several episodes. So it's nice to get a little more out of her
1: yeah you're starting to see she's going to play a very important role in things to come and I do like that it's kind of neat so from we need to talk about kind of the central group here and I want to start it with this I, how you know how did you take the whole intervention bit you know the fact that it's finally out of the bag that angel's back
2: i like I liked it. I, I think it was necessary. And I liked the fact that they all got together to confront Buffy about it. And I thought they did a very good job with this scene. I like that Willow was really antsy and trying to control the fact, you know, no, oh, we need to do it this way, this way when things get out of the scripted sense, I guess uh, that she was trying to keep it in. And, you know, I think it's real to the fact, I mean, Xander legitimately is pissed off. I mean, she, he's just spent the last several months trying to protect Buffy from Angel. And even though they now know that Angel turned back when she sent him to hell, it's still that those memories are strong with them. And he's angry and he's upset that she would go and, all of a sudden be buddy buddy with him again to the point where he sees them sucking face with each other. I mean, that's upsetting to him beyond belief. And of course, Giles. You know, you know he's going to take that bad. Last thing he had with Angel, he was getting tortured by him. And so I like the whole idea and uh, of the intervention, and I like how they played Buffy's reaction. It's the same reaction that anyone who's been put into an intervention has. They don't want to be there. They don't want to confront it. They don't want to hear about all the things that they've done to these other people with their, her, their actions. And I thought they did a very good job with the intervention.
1: Willow is really funny in it because she's like remember guys I statements I feel angry and nobody's doing it except her really because they all need to let this out this is the one thing they haven't got back out on the table yet and I guess because they didn't ever think they'd have to again you know but now they're now they're back the old boyfriend's back and is he back is he not they all know it's gonna be bad she doesn't see it that way yet though you know Buffy still thinks she's like I guess healing him in some way
2: I don't know I think Buffy's confused. You know, she wants to bring him back and heal him. She wants that old relationship, but she knows that it's not a good idea. You know, you see them as they're getting close in one point and she's, um, they're almost kissing. She backs off and that and says she has to leave. And, you know, she's very conflicted by all this. She's got such interesting emotions going through her because of what has happened to her. You know, love of her life turned evil on her just made her life living hell and just before she is about to put him into hell he turns back to his old self disappears she has to deal with the fact that she sent him to hell and has disappeared she deals with that fact and then all of a sudden bam he's freaking back i mean that's that's heavy heavy burden so she's very confused and and i don't know if she knows what she's supposed to do at this point or wants at this point i don't think she does
1: Well, Willow calls it out, too. She says, I think
2: that when it comes to Angel, you can't see clearly
1: that he's the thing that clouds her. And Willow's not wrong in that. I think she's dead on with it. And it gives them some real tension. Like, there's some real tension with the friends here. You know, Cordy, Cordy, you know, doesn't like Buffy at all. She doesn't want, you know, any of this, you know, to be happening. Oz doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he has a great line. You know, in the middle of that intervention, Buffy's like, it's not like that. We're fine. And he's like, but you're still kissing him. And it was like, ooh, wow. And, of course, Buffy has to try to defend that now. And Well, well she, she gets can't. pissed.
2: Yeah, and she can't. She can't defend it. She gets pissed at Xander for spying on her. And it's like, no, Xander's not exactly spying. And I wanted Xander to say that, You know, I wasn't spying on you. I just happened to come and see what was going on and and uh that never happens i wish that would have actually been said but she gets the impression that they were actually following her and spying on her the whole time which was interesting but yeah it's a good dynamic and i really did i i thought the intervention scene was great um but you know let's talk before we get too much into into buffy here let's talk about uh you know the xander willow thing we talked about this last episode i uh what are the a couple episodes ago i wasn't big on it you, you liked it, and that's fine, Danny. It's it's there now. We have to deal with it. Um, my question is, you know, they're being all cutesy, whatever. Are we supposed to believe that they're doing the horizontal polka when they're not on screen, or what?
1: <laughs> no, I think they're having a complete, innocent, hold hands when nobody's looking, play footsie under the table, steal a kiss when we can, you know, kind of thing. They're, they're having an kind of a flirty affair, if you will, behind their relationship backs, you know, and they're trying to hide it in front of everyone, you know, and it's, and you can tell it's bugging them. Like they don't, in in some ways, like they don't want to even be doing this, but they feel like they just can't stop. And that's what I like about it is the fact that these people, you know, they even say we shouldn't be doing this and then they go and they do it again.
2: Well, what I think is interesting is Willow has got that guilty feeling and guilty look every time something happens. You know, she knows she's just done something she shouldn't have done, and she doesn't want to hurt Oz. And she knows that if she keeps doing it, she will. But she can't help herself from, from keeping on and doing it over and over again. And it's just... Yeah, but the other side of the things too is that later on when, when she's talking with Buffy about secrets, you know, the secret was out with Angel and how does she feel about it? Does it make her feel better? Does it make her feel more empowered? It's almost like she also is getting a thrill out of it, a thrill that she's doing things with Xander behind Oz's back. And it's an, it's really interesting. She's got both the, I'm excited about the fact that I'm doing this. I'm thrilled. It's, it's a, it's a, it's adrenaline rush type thing. And also the come down where she just feels like completely uh, bad about what she's done.
1: I think you've played it right though. I think it's the guilty thing. You know, she, uh, she is really in love with Oz. She cares about him. But she held that torch for Xander for so long that now that he's turned that attention to her for a little bit, she just feels compelled to go with it, you know? And I want to say this, you know, she feels for Oz in a way that I am convinced now Xander does not feel for Cordelia. And I will go ahead and say I think Xander is more into Cordelia. No, Cordelia is more into Xander than Xander is into Cordelia right now. And that's really weird. That's a weird switch. It's a it's all, a switch, yeah. It totally is, but he you know, Xander's the <laughs> Xander's kind of the everyman sort of lovable loser of the whole show, right? Because once he gets what he wants, he he's not happy with it. He finally got, you know, he's the dog that finally caught the car. He doesn't know what to do with it, you know? And I I think this is exactly what's happening here. He doesn't know how to react that the hottest girl in school is his girlfriend. He's not a deal with it. And, and he, and he is doing, I mean, he's going down a road that is not going to end well.
2: No. And, and and we'll see that soon too. Uh, it's, the, di- the dynamic between those two, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan and we've, we've established that, but it's there and, and they're doing what they can with it. And all I keep thinking to myself is, when is this going to end? I mean, do we have to keep dragging this on? What, how, you know, let's get it over with. Let's get it out. Let's find someone to find them. And, and that's how I feel about this. I just don't like it. I'm, I, it just doesn't to me work. And, and that's just my feelings on it, but. I do like the fact that they they have conflicting emotions about the whole thing. They can't seem to stop themselves from getting into these situations. Yet, they you know at least in Willow's case, she feels really bad about it. I I think you're right. I don't think Xander feels as guilty or bad about it. He's just in it for the the thrill and he he enjoys it. And I I don't know. I don't even know that he really has an emotional tie to Willow so much as he just is
1: enjoying
2: what they're doing.
1: He is an emotional tie to his hormones at this point. He's right. really driven by it. That's what it And that's a contrast too. I mean you look at you know, Buffy and Angel have moments where they're almost together again, right? You know? And they are they're almost like, you know, in physical with each other and they both kinda of pull away, especially Buffy. Like she is really hyper aware of that. And she is battling that inside of her own self. You know, her and Willow are going through the same things. But, for different reasons and different motivations, but it's the same emotions, and they're kind of playing it the same way too. The actresses here, and I sort of like that. It was a neat way to sort of juxtapose those two kind of old relationships playing out in a different setting.:
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was it was done well too. Uh, I'm looking through here, you know, other than Giles getting really upset with Buffy over the fact that she you know didn't tell him what that angel was alive and i really love what he lays on her it's deep and heavy you know you have no respect for me or the position that i perform because you didn't tell me about this and i like that 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 side of him because giles's last memories of angel are him getting tortured by him and that kind of is something important that his slayer is all of a sudden befriending him and you know doing a little more than befriending him on the side, because we all know what triggers Angel to become angelus. We all know, and she's going down a path where that may happen again, and that's not something that they are willing to allow her to do.
1: Yeah, not at all. And and like I said, Giles is heightenedly aware of everything right now because Gwendolyn Post is all over him, and he thinks that he's about to get in trouble. You know the boss has come in now, and or so the bosses have sent somebody to check up on him, and he knows. And I think somewhere you talk about feeling guilty on the inside. I think Giles knows his relationship with Buffy is not the normal Slayer Watcher relationship. You know, it's way beyond those bounds at this point, and it's it's not really following protocol. You know, and it works, but it's not policy and in his head he's having a hard time reconciling that I mean they could have called this episode reconciling too because everybody's trying to come to grips with who they are and the role they're playing now because it's so uncomfortable for all of them I mean they're doing what they want to do in some ways but they know it's wrong you know there's sort of this illicit undertone to everything in this episode
2: I agree. I think that's a good a uh, good point that you've made. And I think uh your revelations yet yeah, we're we're finding out uh the big secret Buffy's been holding. That's great. We're finding out about uh, you know, Gwendolyn as well in the, in this episode and, and then some of Angel too. Uh the the gang is finding out that Angel might be a good ally to have again towards the end when he gets the Glove of Mitagon and helps destroy it. So it's a healing process, a reconciliation process, as well as a revelation process that, uh, you know, that's a big deal. The angel is back. And how are we going to process this? How are we going to go about this? Anger at first turns into acceptance, kind of, at the end. Exactly. I
1: mean, that's they kind of come to grips with where they are with some of it. They don't come to grips with all of it. You know, Willow and Xander are not quite there yet. But they they've all come to grips with the big thing, which is Angel is back, and on some level, we've got to trust this guy because Buffy clearly still does, and we and we're going to have to trust her to make the right decisions. You know, she, she's she's hyper aware that she made a mistake, and it doesn't shirk away from admitting that. You know, which I think is important here. I'm not defending her actions at all, but Buffy before would have said, "Y'all don't understand," and would have stormed out. Right now, she's there defending it, going, "Look, I know what it looks like, but it's not what you think. I promise y'all. You know, which is in that the thing somebody who's been in a mistake and been caught before always wants and tries to convince other people that it's not what it seems, and that's the hardest thing to do.
2: And you know, we talk about Buffy, and, and we've we've pretty much covered most of what we need to cover with her there's a couple things though when faith and her get into the fight this is the first faith and buffy fight and it's not gonna be the last you know not a major spoiler i don't think to throw that out there but this is the first one and i gotta say it was a very very fun brawl that they had with each other i like the fight that they had with each other
1: oh man look well see it's it's so great because the episode starts with the two of them slaying together in the graveyard, and that's when Gwendolyn Post walks up and kind of rips apart their whole little style. But I thought they had a great, great rapport on the battlefields, you know? And they're all, like, totally in sync with each other. So when they face off with each other, it's like two mirrors, you know? It's, I mean, they're just going at you, and it's a great fight. It really is, and I like it. And I'm glad that it's not the only fight we're going to see
2: between them, because they, it's going to get good. Yeah, I agree. And what I really thought was intriguing about that fight is, uh, if you notice, both both Buffy and Faith come b- out with scars. They're both bruised from the fight. Now, they don't bruise from fighting anything else, but when the Slayers fight each other, they bruise each other. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Well,
1: what, what punch is harder than a Slayer? Nothing, cuz yeah, the the, the, sli- the Slayers are powered to punch through Everything else. And and they're both training and they're both and like we said, they have different styles. Buffy's much more graceful. You know, Faith is much more frenetic. And and that's really their lifestyles too, you know, in a lot of ways. But Buffy is also more resourceful. She can come up with a with a side move. She can come up with something out of nowhere because she's I mean, look, she's been in the thick of it with the baddest of the bad, you know? I mean, let's not forget, this is the girl that out Angelus in a sword fight you know, in in Buffy lore and in Buffyverse, you know, world, this world, I mean, that's the stuff of legend right there.
2: Yeah, I agree. All in all, I think this is just was a a good episode. What did you think of uh, Gwendolyn Post actually turning out to be, I guess, the the evil of this episode?
1: You know, honestly, I kind of, I, I've always kind of been prickly with that because it's such a trope. You know, it's so it's so easy to introduce somebody and then they turn out to be the bad thing. And it's almost like you saw it coming a mile away. And then when she whacks Giles over the head, I mean, I really kind of groaned a little bit. I thought, ah, uh, really? But I'm glad they didn't string her out. You know, because my fear watching this the first time, I was like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this woman all season. And then they not at all. I mean, Buffy cuts her arm off and she's done and that's it. And I, I was other than that i didn't really care for her. i mean i didn't i'm glad she's not gonna be around anymore which was nice but i it also introduces something for me though i'm like well it, are, is the council gonna send a real watcher after faith <laughs> exactly and what's that gonna look like i guess we'll get the answer to that you know very soon but it uh i, I thought it, i i didn't really like her and i didn't like the fact that she turned out to be the bad though i guess somebody had to be so it Makes sense. It's better than one of those, I mean, again, we get these demon vampire things in, like, male, chainmail armor running around looking for some, you know, MacGuffin. <laughs> in the, I'm like, all these guys that were in the medieval armor, all those vamps need to be retired. They're all terrible. They just keep sort of recycling that, and I, eh, it's kind of blah. But that, again, I, I'll say all that, that's not even the point of the episode. It's really not. The point is all these relationship dynamics and the stuff that has to get out and the fact that everybody seems to have really deep connections with each other, but right now nobody trusts each other because, because they're all doing very untrustworthy things. You know, Buffy's been lying to everybody about Angel. Her and Angel are not owning up to what they, you know, they need to, they need to own up to what happened. They need to talk about it. They haven't talked about that. You haven't seen that. Willow and Xander are doing their whole thing. And, and Cordy and Oz are kind of getting strung along unbeknownst to them. So you've got all this stuff going on, and that's the point of this episode. And then you've got Faith who trusts no one in the middle of this, and she's the new element. How's that going to play out? I like the dynamics and stuff. Eh, the you know, Gwendolyn Post thing, not so much.
2: Yeah, I was very happy to find out she was the big bad because I knew that meant she wasn't sticking around because I didn't like her. I didn't think her character was fun, engaging, entertaining, or could have gone anywhere in the show. So that to me made it a good thing that she became the big bad and uh, was killed off at the end. I was glad because I don't think I could have handled having her in a couple more episodes being the watcher for Faith. I couldn't have either. She was not my cup of tea at all, Brian. All right, Jay, we are at the point where we should give our dustings ratings for uh, the episode called Revelations. What would you give Revelations as a dustings rating? You know, man, for me, this is a low
1: three. It really is. It's it's going to get a three because I think all these relationship dynamic things and the fact that the angel cat is out of the bag and stuff is very important and was played really well. All the emotional stuff works well. The other stuff in this episode doesn't so much. I the Gwendolyn Post thing was kind of weak, and the glove of Will MacGuffin or whatever is kind of <laughs> lame. But the, all the relationship stuff is is vastly interesting. And after having two episodes that were just off the rails comedy, to come back and do something kind of dark here in the middle of it, and something that was it was really deep and emotional, I really liked. It's a credit to the writing staff. It's a credit to the the way they're putting this together. And so I like it. So I'm gonna give it a three.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give this a a solid three. This is uh, because I really liked the building up of Faith. I like that they finally got the cat out of the bag that Angel is back and dealt with that. It was good to finally get that going because, you know, we've been watching Buffy now for six episodes, basically hide the fact that Angel's back. I liked having that out in the open. So I like that. I can throw all of the Gwendolyn Post crap and that out the window, because none of that I don't care a darn thing about it. The relationships in here, the the revelations that we've had, and the whole f- you know learning a little bit more about how faith um, wants that kind of authority figure in her life, but acts as though she doesn't. I liked all of that, so for me, it's a strong three. I, I think it's a it's a good enough episode where you can just ignore the whole glove of min- Minigun and everything else and still getting enough out of it.
1: Well, it, it's it's definitely an interesting turn of things and it's really starting to get thick now in Season 3. Folks, we're glad you joined us for this part of our Retrospective of the Art of Slaying here in Season 3 of Buffy. You can find more episodes in our archives page on on the archives section on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash Buffy. You can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. You can send us email there at mailbag at continuousplaypodcast.com if you want to. Lots of ways you can interact with us. Folks, we want you to do all of it. We appreciate your support. So until next time, from Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to the Art of
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Grr, arg.